Welcome to the Race Podcast, brought to you by FCA Endurance, where our goal is to unite, equip, and encourage Christian endurance athletes in their mission to see the world change for Christ at the local huddle level and across the globe. All right, so let's take a look in this segment at what's going on, the happenings and the events and the questions and answers that have come up, cropped up within the FCA Endurance Ministry by taking a look at our Facebook pages. We've got a members-only global community group, and that's for members only. And then we also have the global fan page. So let's take a look first. If you want to join the global community group and you haven't, simply sign up. And uh, I think it's just a, mostly a formality. If you are already a member of the FCA Endurance, then you know we just uh, press the button and we'll let you walk right through the door. Um, so the first one I want to cover is a fairly timely post. This one has to do with um, the USAT National Championships that are coming up this weekend. Um, Looks like we're going to have a chapel prayer service at 6.45 a.m. at the entrance of the, to the north, northwest of Discovery World, both Saturday and Sunday. So please come on out and enjoy some fellowship prayer time. Um, with uh, with fellow believers, looks like Amy W. and Scott A. will be there. Hope others will be able to be joining them as well. I know at least one individual, one friend of mine who's going. Um, and next we have Tim E. He's looking, it looks like he's already offloaded several of his FCA endurance clothing items. So they've all found new homes. Um, which I think will be a blessing to those recipients. So that's really cool of Tim E. of sharing some FCAE love. Uh, next we have, this is a while back, but we'll go ahead and um, uh, and keep things current because although the original post was old, looks like there are some new updates. Ben M. is interested in learning more about uh, power meter evaluations. And so if you're in the market or if you have anything that you wish to add, then I think uh, this would be a good post for you. Looks like Dennis and Brian have already contributed. And so if you have any advice or thoughts on power meters, um, check that post out from Ben. Um, Next up, we have Jason E. Uh, He completed a 5K. This was the second race of a road race series, Lane Purser Memorial Road Race Series in Memphis. And so he's giving an update and he's praising the Lord and he's um, excited about continuing um, to race for Christ throughout this race series. All right, the next post from a couple weeks ago, John H. Looks like he crushed the Long Beach Legacy Triathlon and he is showcasing an extra large uh, medal for first place, so congrats, and a, and a ruler beneath it, so to show just how big these darn things have gotten. So congratulations, John, on your first place um, victory, with many people in the community agreeing and congratulating, and at least one putting this race calendar on their calendar for next year. So John, you will have some more company next year if you decide to join up and sign up for this race again. All right, well, time is running out on Jason M's post, but he's looking for somebody to join his Ragnar trail team at Appalachians, which is August 11th and 12th. So if you're interested, mention uh, 
or reach out to Jason. Um, looks like he's got a couple people that are interested, maybe one or two who can sign up to join. So if you're interested in that, feel free to reach out to Jason. And next up we have from July 20th, Sam C. has posted another um, uh, finishing medal uh, for his placement in the first time that he's been able to trail run since a total knee replacement. So congratulations to you, Sam. This was a beaver head 55K. Wow. It took place uh, July 15th. So congratulations, Sam. That really is awesome. And he is rocking the crown of thorns uh, racing shirt. So looking good, Sam. All right. Next up, we have a post from July 24th from Erica K, who is looking for people to help volunteer at the, uh, looks like the California Ironman. I think it takes place October 2nd. So she's looking for people to sign up to help volunteer. So feel free to reach out to her. She's providing a link um, in order to get you to sign up. So um, if you are in the area and able to help, please um, volunteer and help her out. On July 19th, Julie posted something here that I think we all as endurance athletes have struggled with. She is wondering how to keep God first with all the training that's involved in triathlon and the distractions that that includes. And uh, that's something that we've covered here on the podcast and also lots of people here offering 12 comments in all so far, um, offering advice on how to keep God first. And I'm not even going to try to... um, supplement that with my own comments. Uh, There's a lot of good information here that if you at all have ever had time struggling on how to keep God first or juggle balance, life balances or things of that nature, then take a look at this post. I think the only thing that I can think of uh, to add would be to, um, you know, you're doing, you're doing the sport with God um, as much as you are doing it for God. But there's a lot more very good advice and probably at least 15 minutes of solid reading if you wanted to get a real good primer on how to keep God first. And the last post from our members only page um, is a praise from Lincoln Murdoch, who I've had on the podcast before. Um, we I've interviewed him in the past. <clears throat> might have been episode one where um, we talk a lot about the, I think it was actually episode three, talk a lot about the um, start of the ministry and his involvement there. Um, Looks like he took third overall in the Nebraska State Sprint Tri Championship race. So that's awesome. Lots of great pictures there. That's third overall, ladies and gentlemen. And so um, he's looking good in his FCA endurance gear as well. And so we thank you and we uh, for for racing for Christ and making him known in the sport of triathlon. Now, on our global fan page, if you take a look at any uh, point in time, you'll most likely see a link to a devotional from the FCA resources page and also lots of other motivational um, items. So let's go through a couple of these here. So as recently as eight hours ago, we posted um, a link to a devotional called Would You Rather? And it's a reference to um, a particular game that um, is played at many dinner tables. Would you rather do this or that? And you go around the table and you kind of open up dialogue over certain topics. Um, And so the reference here is to um, Jesus calling the 12 and saying, if anybody wants to be first, they must be last. And so the concept here is, 
people would rather be first than last, but what Jesus does is flip that on its head, and you, if you are to be very last, you will be first. And so that's a reference to Mark 9.35. Check it out. Um, scrolling down, there's a link to Colossians 3.17, which is a direct reference to FCA endurance athletes. Um, whatever you do or say, do it as a re- representative of the Lord Jesus. And so spending as much time as we do in this sport, being a representative kind of points toward the question that we posed earlier. How do you keep God first? Well, you're a representative of, um, of the Lord Jesus when you race for him. And so that's a motivation for us to keep him first in every aspect of our lives. Next up, we have a reminder to when we pray to the Lord, not if, but when. In Matthew 6, 7, it reminds us not to of, uh, not to use empty phrases or to or vain repetitions, but um, but to really just pour your heart out to the Lord, and that's a good reminder that He is our Father, and He also calls us His friends. So that's how we should pray to Him in reverence and awe, but also with petitions, um, expressing what it is that we um, we need as, as in addition to how. It is that we um, praise him. And there are several others that I won't mention but are related to the life of a, an endurance athlete. Some funny clips, some references to articles, things of that nature. So in closing of this section, I would just like to encourage you to post um, to both of those Facebook pages and to follow us on our social media outlets and channels. And... Um, Looks like uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on this summer, and we hope that you can be a part of it. So let's continue our ongoing study of um, the uplifting and inspiring topic of hamartiology, which is the study of sin, which I am finding to be actually very helpful. Um, going through and realize, it's like the law, right? Um, God's law, you, you're convicted of your sin once you realize uh, what standards you must uphold to. And so this is a continuation of the commonly tolerated sins edition of the Table Talk magazine produced by Ligonier. And the one that we're going to cover today is called Neglecting Evangelism, which I guess it would be ironic, right, if you were in a ministry that promoted evangelism and you didn't evangelize. Um, So I thought it'd still be very important to cover this um, because, at least for me, just because I wear an FCA Endurance t-shirt, with the slogan, Competing for Christ, that does not mean that I'm done there, right? Um, 2 Timothy 4.2 says to preach the word, to be instant or you know available in season, out of season, which of course as endurance athletes we can probably relate to that as well. Repu- reproving, rebuking, exhorting, and all long-suffering and doctrine. Um, and then First Peter, which even more relevant I think is, uh, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have and do it with gentleness and respect. So that should be a motivating verse um, and a, that promotes evangelism. Um, so yeah, so it's a major component of our ministry, and I thought we would go through this article together on neglecting evangelism. No author is cited here, so we'll just go with... Uh, actually, let me take that back. I'm looking at the topics right now and Jason Halopoulos is the one who wrote this article and it begins with um, the emotions that I think a lot of us share Um, as soon as 
we say the word, it says most of us begin to cringe. Guilt creeps in, check. Our shoulders ache, our spirits sink, check. This isn't necessarily a bad reaction. In some regard, it's right to feel this way. Um, Almost every single one of us could do better as an evangelist, and too many of us neglect evangelism altogether. So, um, you know, it takes us outside of our comfort zone. And it's often difficult to start a conversation. So I like what um, what they say over at Stand to Reason, which is an apologetics ministry. Uh, they say, you know, they're looking for people who are looking for them. So you, although that's not an excuse to not start conversations, religious, faithful, Christian conversations about the Lord, um, you should always, you know, be prompted and ready to, to uh, and be praying for situations where you can uh, share your faith. And it's always important to know that God is the one who does the real work. He's just using you as a tool. So that takes a lot of pressure off of you. And that's where this second paragraph of this article starts to go, and we'll talk about it a little bit later. It reads, let's think about evangelism a little bit differently. It's not a weight or a burden or a box that we just need to check, even though I, I just said that we should check the box. Um, it's not a merit badge. It is a gift, all right? We have a gift that we want to share, um, and it's up to that person whether they're going to open the gift or not, of course. Um, that's a very important question and a very important gift to open, but ultimately it is not in our hands. It's in the Lord's hands. So he goes on to say, you know, it's kind of silly that the Lord would use imperfect people like you and me to share the gospel and to spread the good news and to build his kingdom. But we need to look at it as not just a gift to others, but a gift to us that we get to share in the privilege and honor of being part of God's kingdom and being used by God, and it most certainly is. Um, It mentions that, yes, we are investing in what lasts when we are investing in others and in eternity. The author goes on to say that a lot of us make things makes it make it harder than it needs to be. We're basically just talking about somebody that we love and then somebody that we know. And the author doesn't say this, but you know, I mean, if you <laughs> you bragging on your kids, if you have them, if you're bragging on your spouse, um, you know, it's it's not the same thing, obviously, but it doesn't have to be that much more. Share what you know and what you love about the Lord and Savior. The author then proceeds to say, hey, you know, I mean, it mentions in the Bible, if really, we are the most to be pitied um, if there is no eternal life. And the author says, you know, if all there is is politics, food, drink, vacations, money, and having your best body now, then yeah, sure, make that the center of your conversations. But we know as believers that there's so much more to life, not just eternity, but how you live it now. And he goes on to say, it gets a little poetic here. As Christians, we care all about suffering. And of course, as endurance athletes, we know what that feels like. But especially eternal suffering. We care about all sin, but especially the sin of unbelief. We care about all life, but especially eternal life. Making disciples matters to each of us because it truly matters forever. The author then goes on to talk about some of the reasons why we might hesitate, some of the other reasons, other than it just makes us nervous. Um, Some of us feel inadequate, like we don't know enough about our faith. We can't answer the questions um, adequately. We don't do our Savior justice because we don't know. You know, we're not 
theologians by and large. Um, and so, you know, we, we have to realize that we, from the moment of our rebirth, you know, we are on a, a journey where we're learning more about the Lord and Savior, and we're never going to know anything at all, everything, until um, eternity. And even then, <laughs> we're not going to know. But we see through a glass dimly right now, and that's no excuse, and it shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable that you can't answer every single question. Um, even R.C. Sproul admits that, you know, he has a hard time sometimes in, in you know, adequately describing certain attributes of God. And ultimately, it is a command to go, therefore, and make disciples in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. And so none of us have the perfect faith. None of us are going to do it perfectly, but we don't have to. God takes our imperfections and works through them. That's one of the, that's one of the amazing things of our Faith being a stumbling block to the Jews and utter foolishness to the Gentiles, as Paul describes in First Corinthians, um, they can't figure. They can't understand how how any of this could possibly play out unless God reveals the truth to them and uses you as His instrument to make that revelation known. I mean, think about the people throughout history, all the imperfect people in the Bible. Um, Tucker Carlson, it's interesting, he's, he's reading through the Bible for the first time, and he's like, I don't even know if I could have dinner with some of these people with the way that they acted, you know, if he lived in contemporary times with these people, just based on what they have done. Um, so yeah, so God uses those imperfect people, and he can use us in just the same way. I'm reminded of um, John MacArthur's book, 12 Ordinary Men, about who the disciples were, the 12 disciples. And, um, you know, how the Lord picked them, not because they had wealth or prestige or, you know, they were commanders in an army. They had, you know, ac academic degrees or uh, status in the community. They were, he called them. He called them. It was at his discretion. And he calls you and me to do the same. We know what the Lord did with those 12. He turned the world upside down and he continues to do so today. So let's not neglect evangelism, as hard as we may think it to be, and as awkward sometimes. Um, look for those opportunities. Be looking for people who are looking for you. Pray for those opportunities. And I pray that you, uh, that you see fruit of your labors in your friends, unsafe friends and family members, coming to Christ as a result of your efforts. There's an old story about, uh, I don't know, I guess they're a com comedy group or a couple of magicians, uh, Penn and Teller. I think one or both are atheists. Whoever said this of the two is an atheist, and he basically said, you know, that he had a friend or maybe it was an acquaintance. Maybe it was somebody he met at an airport. I don't know, but they were preaching to him, and he got to thinking, you know, he's he wasn't converted, but he said, you know what, if you, if you really believe that people are going to hell and you don't say anything about it, then what kind of a friend are you? What kind, you know? So that's you know that was kind of a call for us to to um, do the work of an evangelist and to really um, think seriously about the matter. And that's all we have for this podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and post your race and ministry updates to our Facebook pages, so we can share them on the podcast as well. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. speed.